Hi everybody, this is Crypto Rich working with you to get rich with crypto, filling our pockets with crypto profits. And I'm starting with this article from businessinsider.com. The mobile money market is expanding in developing countries in particular. While only 2% of adults worldwide have a mobile money account, 12% of adults in sub-Saharan Africa have one, half of whom have no other account. The countries with the highest percentage of people using a mobile phone to receive money also tend to have a relative scarcity of commercial bank branches, suggesting technology is helping counter physical barriers. Now, if you're familiar with my channel, you know I, you know, I cover projects like Flashcoin, Electronium, and uh, Crypto Union, which are all about empowering the unbanked and providing, using the blockchain to provide financial services and support to the unbanked and also the underbanked. The underbanked are those that don't have access to all the services that's available through the formal banking sector. But mobile phone technology is making a difference there because people are able to use their mobile phone as a applica applications inside the mobile phone in order to facilitate many banking services. And uh, let's have a look here. The most common reason people cited for not having a bank account was they didn't have enough money. With only 4% of people saying the reason they didn't have one was because they didn't need one. So banking... Uh, is something that it's very, very difficult for people who are poor, who uh, aren't able to travel to local, to urban centers in order to access banks. It ain't easy, right? So they remain removed from the formal sector. And what is the problem with that? Well, you have all kinds of security risks. You can't save money. You can't earn interest. You have to keep the money at home. And then, you know, what might happen is what happened in India uh, over a year and a half ago when the government said, hey, listen, the, the highest denomination notes are no longer valid currency. So people who'd saved up those, those notes and had them at home, that became worthless. So there are there are risks inherent. Plus, also, if you can if you can uh, get a bank account, you can take out loans. So what do people do when they don't have access to formal banking? And then how can blockchain make a difference there? Well, this is what we're going to look at in this video. Now, I want to let you know this is a sponsored video. You want to do your own due diligence. Do not invest any more than you can afford to lose. And all I'm doing in this video and all my other videos is sharing with you what I'm discovering as I travel along on the blockchain. And I'm going to be looking at a an ICO. That's right, an ICO that you could invest in after you've done your own due diligence, should you decide to do so. Um, that is addressing the needs of the unbanked and the underbanked in a way that some of the other projects that I've covered, like Electronium, like Flashcoin, aren't addressing. So there's room for all here, right? So what do we got here? We got a group of women in um, somewhere in Pakistan having some sort of meeting. And what is this meeting? Well, it is a meeting of a Roska. And I'll tell you what a Roska is in a moment. But first, let's have a look at the distribution of unbanked population in 2014. This is from Statista. And it says, uh, according to this, 32% of the population in South Asia were unbanked, 25% in East Asia, Sub-Saharan Africa, 17%, Latin America, 10%, Euro Europe and Central Asia, 5%, high-income OECD economies, 3%, and other economies, 4%. So you get unbanked even in you know places like the UK and the United States. You'll have the unbanked and you'll also have the underbanked. So what can people do? Well, one of the things they can do, and uh, what these women are doing, this was taken from a Medium article that I found about um, informal financial services, 
is they are convening a rosca. They're members of a rosca, a rotating saving credits association. And this is how they work. So let's say, so in this diagram, you've got four people who decide, who decide okay, we're going to club together and we're going to set up our own rosca. And these four people all know each other, either they're family members or they're really close friends, right? So there's trust between them. And what they do is that uh, every, every month, they all pull some money into a pot, which goes to one of their members. So the first month, these three put, um, I don't know, let's say $100, right? They put $100 onto the, in the, on the first of each month into a, into a pot, which goes to one of their members. Right, you see this one here. The following month, they all put a hundred dollars in, and it goes to this one here, who was here. Right, the following month, they all put a hundred dollars in, and it gets distributed to a third member, and then the following month, it gets distributed to a fourth member, and now the cycle is complete. Now, it hasn't cost them anything. In the end, each one has put in four hundred dollars over the space of four months and received four hundred dollars. But what it does do, it allows people to save. Uh, it allows them, they, they don't have to uh, have the risk of saving, of having a lot of money in their own home. This person can, you know, has got $400 and they can now go and spend it. It allows them to purchase big ticket items, which might be like a school bill or going for a holiday or a medical bill, you know, or buying some essential equipment or, you know, maybe a television or something, right? So these are Roscas, and they are all over the world, as you shall see in a moment. This is an article from the Latin American Herald Tribune, and this is about uh, what are called tandas or candinas, a traditional saving system increasingly popular in Arizona's Hispanic communities. The candinas, a term more commonly used for the saving pools by people from Central and Southern Mexico, are attractive for many families because they allow them to save, allow them to have a large sum of money available for a big ticket purchase or pay medical bills. For people such as Dolce Marino, a 32-year-old Mexican immigrant living in Tucson, the saving pool's most attractive feature is that members do not have to pay high interest rates like with credit cards. Marino, a mother of two, told Efe that she has participated in the Condina for two years, using the money to buy a car, pay off debts, and even pay for a vacation in Mexico. The important thing is for everybody to come through. That's why it's necessary to organize it with people who can be highly trusted. So, and I imagine that's the case here. You know, these may be family members, close friends, people within the village, they all know each other. You know, if someone were to um, not contribute their fair share, it would, it would impact the whole community it's to the extent that it just isn't worth it. It's all done on trust. Now, these are... Roscas, this is from Investopedia, it says a bit more about it, generally structured around monthly uh, contributions. Uh, an, an organizer might establish a Rosca in the event that he or she requires a lump sum of $1,000. In this case, the Ro Rosca organizer would gather nine trustworthy individuals and require each of them to contribute $100 to the fund. So I think you get the picture, right? Um, they exist in areas wherein access to formal financial institutions is limited. Membership may be based on familial, ethnic or geographical lines. And the structure of payments and withdrawals varies from group to group. Transactions can take place as often as daily or every six months. And the recipients of funds are commonly chosen on, based on financial need or lottery. They also 
Roska meetings can also provide opportunities for eating, drinking and networking. In many places, meetings happen according to a group's ritual. For example, in Cameroon, Roskas are called Jangi and participants exchange greetings and share cola nuts. So, so not only do they do these meetings perform an important financial function, they also perform an important uh, function of cohering, cohesive, making the community socially cohesive. People get to bond together because you're all chipping in, you're all putting in the same amount of money and everybody's being treated pretty much equally. Now, Roscas, they are all over the world. All over the world, human beings have been using Roscas. Uh, Tandas in Latin America, Chama in Swahili-speaking East Africa, Ekub in Ethiopia, Partnerhan in the West Indies, Kandinas in Mexico, Ayuto, Somalia, Stockville, Star, South Africa, Hagbad, Somaliland, Susu, West Africa and the Caribbean, Hui, Chinese communities in East and Southeast Asia, Paluwagan in the Philippines, Gamaya, Middle East, Kie in South Korea, Tanamoshiko, I'm getting to practice all my different languages here, in Japan, Panderos in Brazil, Chuchubal, Chuchubal? Chuchubal in Guatemala, Juntas or Quinella in Peru, C.A.R. Tiganis Roata in Romania, Arizan, Indonesia, Dakuti or Dikuti in Nepal, and in India and Pakistan they're called committees. Now this article explains quite clearly how this particular ICO, AZ Fund Chain, is using the blockchain to um, make Roscas available. See, the limits of Roscas are, is you've got to be uh, in geographic proximity, or if you're not going to be in geographic proximity, like if you're going to do it internationally, then you've got problems around um, international money transfer, plus also you can really only do it with people that you're very, very close to, because somebody could run off otherwise, right? So maybe for family members or very old close friends. But what the blockchain does is um, it allows for trustless Roscas. So on the one hand, and now AZ, I'm not going to go into this now. You'll need to go through the white paper and check it out for yourself, right? But it also allows for, for um, not just Roscas, but also crowdfunding. So on the one end of the spectrum, crowdfunding platforms are not easily accessible to all startups and only support promising projects. On the other hand, on the other end, money circles are not very reliable. Well, they're not reliable outside of a very small, close community. There it can be very, very useful, but then the amount of funds that are available can be li unlimited. You know, if you could have more people being engaged in Roscas, then you could have uh, larger sums being, being dispersed to the members. Blockchain being a decentralized distributed ledger technology ensures security, transparency, and integrity of data. So what fun AZ funds fund chain have, and I think it's going to be launched in April, uh, which is when the ICO ends at the end of March, a decentralized application for users to run their own crowdfunding campaigns and money circles through a mobile app. Now what it's going to do is the, the token is going to fuel the smart contracts on the on the platform. Now, users aren't required to buy these tokens as the fee deducted from the payments automatically buys the AZ tokens, but the token will be bought back from the market through transaction fees, thereby generating a continuous demand for the token. And the fee deducted on the platform is 1% per withdrawal. 
Roscoe and crowdfunding accept donations in cryptocurrency on the platform. It also accepts Ethereum, USD coin and fiat currency and more cryptocurrencies will be added in the future. Now, the secure mobile application requires KYC and AML verification and Google authentication to eliminate the risk of fraud and fake accounts being created. Now, this could be a challenge for people that are unbanked, right? How do you get KYC and AML? Except I know in many parts of the world, people are required to have ID cards and they can be used for KYC or uh, you can use the, you know, when people have mobile phones, you it is possible in certain instances to be able to, if you can get a mobile phone on a, not a pay as you, sorry, not a pay as you go, right? But if you've got it on a contract, then you will be able to get KYC, even if you don't have a bank account. And what happens is, as people within a group participate within a group, like they contribute when it's their turn to contribute, uh, they are given scores by other people in the group, a credit rating, uh, a social credit rating, which then allows them to join Roscas, uh, which pay out more and more and more and more and more and more funds, right? So these women, they're, they're, they're involved in a Rosca in their local community. But supposing one of them, you know, were, supposing all of them were to use the AZ Fund Chain app, right? And what happens is that um, they get a higher social credit score, which means that they can then, perhaps if they wish to, participate in a Rosca, which has people from other parts of the world, which has more money coming in. So maybe you could have somebody who's in a, who's in a Rosca through uh, Mexico or Latin America uh, as well and other parts of the world, right, participating in this and sharing the um, the benefits of participating in this as well. So that's how that works. Uh, let's have a look. Now, I'm hoping to have an interview. It's not arranged yet. I'm hoping, having an interview with somebody from the team. So if you have any questions or comments, put them in the description below. And uh, please subscribe, hit the notification bell. And I really should have said that at the beginning. But anyway... High reputation scores enable users to create lucrative money circles by leveraging their background and reputation. And this is the website, azfundchain.io, azfundchain.io. Now, one of the things is that the tokens are being sold for less than um, 60 cents, for about 60-odd cents, but there's a $1 USD buyback guarantee in the way that it works. It's a decentralized, transparent, and reliable money circle and crowdfunding application running on the blockchain. So let's go through some of the tokenomics here. So there's a hard cap of $7 million, a soft cap of $5 million. They've had the private sale. The public sale is going on right now, 63 cents, minimum investment $10. It's not open for people from China or the United States. Um, and you can pay with Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Fiat, and you need to go through KYC in order to do this. Okay, so uh, what I recommend you do is I recommend you have a look at the white paper, you go join the Telegram group, you do your own due diligence, you investigate, you check this out, and if you are going to um, put some money in, don't put in any more than you can afford to lose, right? questions and comments in the description below and between now and when i see you next please keep filling your pockets with crypto profits this is crypto rich signing out all the best bye bye